Have you ever had a plan so crazy that it might just work? We're turning our travel dreams into a reality. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Hey guys, you're listening to season five of the Travel FOMO podcast. This season is five. season five. This is Hillary. I'm here with my husband and the guy who is going to take me all around the world. Jamin. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and this episode is going to be a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. So um, instead of talking about some of the places that we've been, uh, we're going to talk about the places that we're going Mm -hmm. um, on our gap year adventure. That's right. Uh, We are quitting our jobs. (laughs) I can't believe you're saying that out loud. It's so crazy. Yeah. Right. We're we're quitting our jobs um, and we're hitting the road. Uh, This all came about uh, from a crazy dream that we had and a conversation that took place when we were on a trip uh, in Pensacola Beach. Uh, yeah. So you can go back and check out that episode to uh, to hear the background of this. But it all led to a conversation about taking a gap year. Yeah. And when we use the term gap year, um, sometimes people go like, what? Like, tell me about that. So historically, it's really been something that people do after high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh. um, but and they do it kind of before they jump into college. Um, it's really kind of just a year of learning, but it's like experimental and you're kind of getting to live life um, and experience life and learn from it. Um, right. And so gap years are really most common in Europe and Australia, but um, you're also kind of starting to see them in America, too, a little bit. Um But yeah, when you're adulting like us, it's also sometimes people refer to it as a sabbatical. But that's usually when you're like just taking time off work and going back to your same job. Right. Yeah. I feel like a sabbatical is an extended an extended break. But you're coming back to your previous reality of like you're coming back to your job. You're coming back to your home and all all of that kind of stuff. And that's not really the case for us. Um, I saw a definition of gap year as a time of experimental learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of what it's going to be for us because yeah. uh, we're going to go travel, uh, do all the stuff that, that we want to do. And um, then we'll hop back into jobs and things like that, but they will be different. Uh, we'll probably be in a different location and we're just going to, let ourselves figure that out on the way. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be traveling for a year. The first three months are going to be in Europe. Um, we're, we want to give a shout out to your mom, Carol, for taking care of Maggie while yes. we're in Europe. Yeah, she's going to have be... to watch, watch Maggie while yes, we're, while we're gone. Yes, it would be really hard to leave Maggie um, with if she wasn't in the care of somebody we loved and trusted. Um, so we're so grateful for her being willing to do that. And, um, and then the rest of our time we're going to spend in the U.S. and Canada. And um, where Maggie the Moodle will be joining us. Yeah, Maggie's coming with for that part. Yeah, and um, we're going to get into all those details about where we're going and all of that. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. So when we had the conversation around this idea at first, we really, as we started to hash it out, recognized that it was really a good time for us to do this. We had sold our house and we hadn't. Like we hadn't bought a new house yet. We were in an apartment. Um, our lease was 
about to be up. And so we had a lot of control over our living situation, more control than you do in, in a lot of ordinary circumstances. You know, if you have a house or a mortgage, all that kind of stuff, you're sort of tied down, but we didn't, we didn't have those constraints. Uh, we were both considering what the next step in our careers would be looking into what do we want to do next? What do our jobs want to do next? And we started to have the conversation of, wouldn't it be cool if we both were able to get new jobs at the same time and take some time in between jobs where you're truly off, you're truly not tied, you're not checking email or like knowing like, I got to go back to do this or that, but you're truly off. It'd be awesome if we had a couple weeks in between to take a long vacation to kind of do some of that stuff. And we thought we started talking about what would it be like if if that were more than just a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then really it kind of also started to form into reality. It turned into reality whenever we started talking about budget, too. Yeah. Because the, the timing was looking good. I mean, how often is it that both spouses are actually considering changing jobs at the same time? Like that's not very common. Yeah. Um, and then from a budget perspective, we started really asking like, okay, like just for the sake of conversation, what would it take to do a gap year? Like how long could we go? Like how long would it take us to save up the kind of money that we needed to? Um, how aggressively would we need to save? And we kind of started like putting literally, it just started with like brain dumping ideas and looking, literally Googling prices to kind of figure out like, okay, could we afford to do this? And I think we first asked ourselves like, how much savings would we need at the end of gap year to feel comfortable about like, okay, we're coming back and we still have this much savings that we're fine with. And then, so that would mean how much would we need on top of that to have saved to pay for a year of not working, but also like aggressive travel and what would it take? Like what, what's that number? And we just kind of put pen to paper to figure it out. And the, the plans kept evolving, right? So like, um, we had had, um, in, in terms of budget, we were, we had saved from selling our house. Mm -hmm. We'd saved a lot during COVID. Um, and we, were prepared. We knew we'd have to downsize to one vehicle. Selling a vehicle was going to help with the budget too. Um, yeah. Different things like that. Well, and we talked about like ways that we could aggressively save. We had already kind of decided like we want to eat at home more. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to pay for as many meals going out. But then we really looked at our budget and said like, okay, we spend a lot of money on clothes and we have you know, all these different ways for us to watch TV, mm -hmm. you know, all these different streaming services. And what if we're smarter about how that money gets spent and where that money is going? What could we really do with that savings? And we begin to tie it back to this idea of gap year and, and say, you know what, this is something that if we get aggressive and we really budget for, we can save what we need to do this. And so then that became really motivating uh, in a really motivating way. Cause I feel like a lot of times, you know, you, you tell yourself, well, I need to save more. And that works for a few weeks, maybe a couple months of like, you know what, I need to save more, but without 
that thing at the end to picture, to go, well, why am I saving? Then it becomes really easy to sell ourselves on like, yeah, but I really want X, Y, Z thing. I really want this pair of shoes, or I really want that, that thing, or I really want to go have this meal or to spend that extra money this way or that way. But instead we were able to say like, no, we're saving for this big ambitious goal. And so if I can save a meal here, it means that I get to have a meal in Rome or I get to have a breakfast in Paris rather than spend it on a breakfast here that I'm really going to kind of forget because it just blends in with everything else. I can trade that, that little bit of expense now for an experience down the road. Yeah. It's the difference between talking vaguely and talking very specifically. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in as you're speaking, like you, you kind of start out vague with vague, vague concepts, and then you get to this really specific point. And that really specific point is what you have to keep in your head. You know, that really specific idea is is kind of what makes it tangible. It makes it something for you to grasp, something for like our listeners to grasp is like this really specific stuff. Yeah, I, I love that. It really helped us. Um, there's been a number of times we've almost gotten pasta <laughs> and we didn't because we're like, nope, we'd rather have pasta in Italy. So we're going to yeah. do that. Yeah. And saying it out loud makes makes a huge difference. Um, and, and I think we also did a good job of giving ourselves the ability to evolve our plan over time. Yeah. Um, it started out very different. Um, mm-hmm. It originally started with, you know, we'll go to Europe for three months and then we'll come back and we'll live in a rooftop tent on the top of our FJ cruiser and we'll just camp and then we'll do Airbnbs on the weekend so we get to see cities. And we liked the idea of it being like you can go all kinds of places if you're only in an FJ cruiser yeah. without a trailer. Like you, the accessibility is awesome, um, except you're living in a tent. Yeah. And we we got a rooftop tent and we went on several camping trips and we figured out that we really loved that. And it was a lot of fun. It's a great way to go camp. But when we really considered living that way for a year I think we just recognized how difficult it would be, uh, the kind of weather conditions that we would be in and stuff like that, that it, that just wasn't a feasible long-term solution for us to really enjoy the places we wanted to go and really enjoy our year. And so we ended up altering that part of our plan and we bought an Airstream. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of things that um, led to us not uh, keeping the rooftop tent, the FJ Cruiser, just because um, I know for you, like you were like, I really like you really liked the rooftop. For me, it was really hard because every time I had to go to the bathroom, I had to like find a, I had to be like brave enough to hike in the dark to a bathroom, Yeah, you know, and like that was hard for me. And then this idea that we were going to go to like all of these national parks where there are bears and stuff and I've got to live in a tent the whole time, like, and I don't like being cold. And, um, and so the idea of like only living in a tent was like really, um, it was hard. And then also just like for anybody considering a rooftop tent. They're very expensive um, for a tent. And um, it also requires that, like, anytime you need to move, you can't just move your vehicle. You have to pack up your entire yeah. campsite. 
mm-hmm. and move your whole campsite. So imagine putting your tent up and going to bed. And then the next day, maybe you want to go to a trailhead and it's far enough away. You've got to drive there. Well, that means you pack up everything. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to completely pack up, which means if you want to be at a trailhead early in the morning, that means you're waking up crazy early and packing everything in the dark. Yeah. Which isn't really feasible. And I think at the time before we did enough research to find out, we had kind of always pictured ourselves hiking with Maggie Mm -hmm. and that Maggie would come on all of our hikes. Well, we found out later on that in the national parks, a lot of the hikes uh, dogs aren't allowed on Mm -hmm. a lot of the trails. And so then we started considering like, well, what are we going to do with Maggie while we go on these hikes that we want to go on because we won't have a place to leave her. We can't leave her in the car. So what are we going to do? Are we going to board her in different spots while we, while we camp and hike? I forgot about all that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of became part of that conversation as well. And we just figured out that for us, the best thing to do was to have a travel trip. Yeah. I was, I had such peace about that too. Once we decided to buy an Airstream, I was Mm -hmm. like, Okay, like I'm now really looking forward to gap year. Yeah. It was the difference between feeling like I was going to be really tired and a lot older after gap year mm-hmm. and the difference between feeling like I was going to be really safe and comfortable and um and all those stressors would I wouldn't be washing dishes in a you know outside in the cold. Yeah. Know? And it was as we talked about our life even after gap year, I think we would like to stay on the road and continue yeah. to travel. And so having having a travel trailer that we can live in once we start back to work was also another motivating factor. And it was like, well, if we are going to do that eventually anyway, let's just go ahead and get into that situation now so that we can really enjoy gap year to the fullest and then be set up to like more easily transition back to normal work life. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, a lot of good reasons. Um, we bought an Airstream a few months ago and started renovating it. Mm-hmm. And I am so in love every time we walk back into it because we still are, you know, starting to store things and put things away in there. And every time I walk in, I just feel such a sense of home. Like it already feels like it really belongs to us and we've made it our own. Yeah. At this point, we've only really stayed in it once um, now that it's been completed. But it really did. Those those few nights in it made me want to be like, I don't like I don't even want to go back to our apartment. I just want to stay in this. Yeah. Yeah. We really do enjoy it. And um, it might have something to do with the California king size bed that you put in there for us. That like that that was a nice addition. You scored on that one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that has been awesome. We'll make sure to put some photos out there for people to see the renovations and we'll probably do some videos on that and stuff. Um, There's a lot to all of that. Yeah, uh, Gap Year is going to uh, hopefully lead to a lot more stuff happening on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so we'll share uh, videos of some of the stuff that we're talking about here, but also um, support videos for all the places that we're going to go, our Airstream, things like that. So if you're not following us on YouTube uh, up till now, you really haven't missed much. It's just been basically the podcast. But 
now is really when it's going to start kicking up a lot more content over there too. So you'll want to go check that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we know too that like the journey will continue to evolve. So, um, you know, we'll you guys should definitely tune in just because what we say now, you're going to want to find out what really happens. Yeah, we'll see what, what really goes on. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the other things um, that we really did to make life change for ourselves was um, we started down a health journey that I think we had always wanted to go on and just never mm-hmm. had the ammunition and never had the motivation. Tell yeah. everybody a little bit about that. So I think in the past, in the past, we've kind of gotten in shape for vacations here and there. <laughs> That's right. I mean, true. really, like, yeah. where it's like, oh, we got this trip on the books. And it kind of gives you something to be like, okay, I know that I'm going to want to take pictures on that. And, you know, I know that I'm going to want to, you know, whether it be, be on the beach or, like, whatever. And so, like, let's get in shape. And we've kind of used that as short-term motivation for kind of stuff. But for this, like, to travel, we really told ourselves we want to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Mm-hmm. And part of that is physically. And we wanted to be able to do anything that we wanted to do. Like we didn't want to look at a hike in a national park or see a castle somewhere in Europe or a, a beach somewhere in Greece and and go like, I'm just too tired to walk over there. I'm yeah. just too tired. And we've been on vacations before where you do a lot one day and then your next day is kind of shot because you weren't physically in good enough shape to take it on. And so we were like, we really want to turn things around and we want to eat healthy and get in physically good shape, exercise to the point where we can do all the things that we want to do. We don't want our bodies to be a limitation for us. Yeah. And we'll still do those days where we rest and recuperate. Sure. Because you've, you've taught me that, that there's a lot of value in that. And, um, and so I think, like that'll still be part of it, but it'll be more of like a mental recoup and less of a physical recoup is the hope. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I like and that. I think those days, like those days are still important to build in and still needed and, and wanted and, and can be enjoyed. But I think we don't want those rest days to be compulsory. Yeah. Like we want to take them because we want them and because it works for us in that moment to take it and not because we have to, because mm-hmm. our bodies are, are worn down and we just want to be the best, the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. And, um, I mean, here we are, it's been almost a year since we decided to go, I mean, less than uh, about 11 months since we decided to take this gap year and head off on this journey. We've both lost over 40 pounds. Yeah. What, what? Let's yeah. just stop for a second and say, <laughs> wow, that's never would have dreamed that for ourselves. Yeah. And we're not done. No, like we're continuing to improve. Uh, we're at like we're physically in places where we haven't been since probably before college, like yeah. college or before college. And um, which is really exciting and like motivating in and of itself to say, like, yeah, we can do this. We can take this on. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And one of the things that we've been doing, too, is a lot of 
I mean, a lot of exercise, eating right, mm -hmm. all the things that people know. But um, in terms of exercise, it's also been really good for our relationship because we have goals to um, to go for a run or to go for a walk or a ruck. But we put in the miles, we put them in together. Yes. Um, and and that's and then we have goals in terms of how many miles on average we want to. Um, cover. So throughout mm -hmm. the course of, oh man, I wish I had it all calculated up right now, but over the course of the year 2021, we covered a certain amount of miles. We yeah. met our average, we exceeded it, I think. I, our goal at the at the beginning of the year, we were like, we want to ruck, which rucking is walking with a weighted backpack mm -hmm. uh, or run. Uh, so either one of those ruck or run 500 miles together. Yeah. And so if we did it on our own, it didn't count. It, it needed to be together, the two of us. And our goal was 500 miles. I think that we went over 800. Yeah, we did a ton. And um, which was great, great for us and became, you know, as you mark them down and check them off. Because when we started, it was literally like, OK, we went a mile and we would like write like 1.2 miles or or mm -hmm. 1.3 miles. Yeah. And it got to the point where instead of ra rounding to the 10th mile, we're rounding down or up to the quarter mile because our distances kept going longer and longer. And to the point where we would now we it's not uncommon at all for us to get up on a given morning, a workday morning and go run six miles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really been a lot of growth um, for sure. And it's. um yeah, it's great endurance, generally speaking, just in self-discipline, and mm -hmm. it's um, really come a long way. Um, the thing I love about that, too, um, and tell people, what is the app that we use for running? It's Couch to 10K. Couch to 10K. Not yeah. a sponsor yet. <laughs> But couch to 10k, if you you know if you want to if you want to hook us up with the sponsorship, uh, we're right here. You won the prize of getting to sponsor uh, this episode, so just reach out to us. But uh, couch to 10k, and I thought that that was really good because I think I think when it comes to fitness with food, I would say start fast, like get to like get to your like meal plan quickly. But with fitness, I would say start slow. Mm, yeah. Because I think that for me, a lot of times in the past, it's like, okay, I'm going to go run five miles. And you get out having being in zero shape and you go and you run two miles and you can't even get all of that. You feel super defeated. Yeah. You're crazy sore the next day and you quit. And you injure yourself. And then right. you actually do have to stop for a while. Yeah. It's just the whole injury thing is like, it's not worth it. Like just grow at a, at a consistent pace. And the Couch to 5K app is, Couch to 10K is what we're using now, but um, there's a Couch to 5K as well. And they like, um, it really has always made it where we've never been injured i don't think at yeah when we, we used it when we follow that plan and it's it's three runs a week mm -hmm. so that's very approachable as well but you start out with i think you run for a minute at a time yeah and so you're running for a minute and then you're walking two or three minutes mm -hmm. and then you run a minute and it gradually builds you up where you're constantly pushing yourself and you're constantly thinking like okay like that that was a little bit harder, but I did it and it was doable. And then in no time at all, you're like, wow, I'm, I'm a runner again. Yeah. Yeah. And where I wasn't a runner 
a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and I kind of felt bad about myself and it seemed like this huge mountain to climb to become a runner again. Mm-hmm. But when you follow the app and you just stay consistent with it, it does a great job of taking you, um, just like it says, couch to couch to 5k, couch to 10k. And then we actually did, they have another app that's the 10k pacer app where it helps you like quicken your pace. Yeah. Cause we don't run super fast like that. We're not, we're not in it to compete and, and win races. Um, <laughs> but, we wouldn't if we could. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. But um, that's been a great one, too, to help us, like, okay, like, take the next step and quicken our pace and get a little bit better and a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. And the reason you were talking a lot about running, um, this might not feel relevant um, to travel, but it is because when we are there in all these different places, we want to run there. So we know that we have to run here. Yes. Um, we can't just, we don't want to just start when gap year starts. We want to be ready to already be doing the running yeah. um, in those locations. And in every city we sleep in, we want to run in it. Um, and it does sound like a big task, um, but in reality, it just averages out to every two to three days, which is what we're already doing. So, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're kind of on a on a great pace for it. We have the times when we have traveled and we've been in shape and gone for runs in different cities. We've really enjoyed that. Yes, it's a great way to see a city. We like to run in the mornings, um, so typically before a city is really woken up and it's pretty like it's pretty quiet and mm-hmm. still, and maybe the sun's just coming up, to be out running and you get to see so much so much scenery. Um, I know like one of my biggest um, missing out moments was uh, last time that we were in England when we were in Bath and you went for a run and I was too tired and stayed in like I have always wished that I'd gone on that run with you. Yeah. And so this is part of that of us saying like, okay, every city that we sleep in, we want to run in. Yeah. It's creating more memories together too, you know, if we do it together. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, One of the other things we worked into our health plan was reward days, not cheat days, reward days. Cause we talk about how we phrase that and kind of the purpose behind that. Cause you articulate that really well. Yeah. I think, beforehand like when we would do um diets like because we would be on diets before right um we would have cheat days and so then you know you have this this cheat day or a cheat meal and and it would always start out as like well i'm gonna do a cheat meal and it would be like i'm gonna do a cheat meal friday night and then it would become like well i'm, I'm gonna do a cheat a cheat day uh, on Saturday. And so then, and then it becomes like a weekend. And then mm-hmm. before long, you're doing more cheat days than you are like on your diet. Right. And so we were like, we don't like, we want to frame this differently for ourselves. So we want to be, we want to not have a diet, but we want to have a meal plan and we want to have a reward day because we've earned it. Yes. And so we're not we, cheating the system. We are right. rewarded. We're, we're not cheating the system. We're not going off of our plan. Mm-hmm. This is part of our plan. Yeah. And so into our into our meal plan, we are building a reward day. Yeah. And we found that every six weeks was a really good cadence for us mm-hmm. to have a reward day. And on reward day, you get to have anything you want. Mm-hmm. And we don't force ourselves to have the same thing. Yeah. 
So whatever, like, it is like a free for all. Yeah, on like day. whatever Hillary wants for lunch, she like we go, we get that for her for lunch. Whatever I want for lunch, we go, we get that for me for lunch. Yep. And um, sometimes they sync up, and it's like, oh yeah, that does sound really good. I'm gonna get that with you. And sometimes it's completely different things. Yeah, but we get to have whatever we want for that reward day, start to finish a whole day, whatever you want. And we get to look forward to it for six yes. weeks. And that's like. That's the key to it, too, is because when you're three weeks in and you're like, man, I really want a cheeseburger. And you're like, but cheeseburgers aren't in my meal plan. I can't have that. I'll never have another cheeseburger right. again. If that idea is, for, if you're on a diet, then that idea is forever. You never see another donut the rest of your life. <laughs> and so then you go like, I'll just do one. And I'll start again tomorrow or I'll start again on Monday mm -hmm. or whatever. But if you know, I have a reward day coming up and I know what it is. It's marked on the calendar. Mm -hmm. I know that I can have that cheeseburger. I just can't have it today. Yeah. I can't have it today. I can't have it right now, but I can have it. I'm going to have it on this day. Yeah. Like I'm look and I'll look forward to it. And it also helps you recognize What's a real craving and what's a momentary craving? Oh, yeah. Because when, when reward day actually rolls around, you go like, you know what? I really do want that cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. And you go like, you know that donut that I really wanted that day? And I told myself like, man, I really, I just wish I could have a donut. This is my life's so terrible because I can't have this donut. You go, you know what? I didn't really want that at all. Yeah. That It just happened to be there. Yeah. And so... Building in those days and letting yourselves have them and have that reward and look and know like this is part of the plan really did help us curb those cravings and stick to our plan of saying, okay, we're going to eat a lot of vegetables. We're going to eat lean meats, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, those kinds of things like um, a lot of beans, like healthy carbs. And not a lot of processed food. It really helps like having that reward day in mind and just reframing those those old words that we used to use. We quit asking each other um, what's for dinner. Yeah. That nearly broke our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it was the hardest question for me to hear. And so and it wasn't good for us. Like, it just wasn't good for us. It wasn't good for mm. us as a couple. Like, it was frustrating um, for both of us every night to try to figure out what we were going to have for dinner. Um, it was especially frustrating for me because as the wife, like, society has kind of implied that, like, it's my job to make sure we have dinner on the table. I work as hard as he does, so I don't have the capacity any more than he does. So that was – I really felt like a burden on that. And so – when I finally was honest about that and just said, can we like eliminate that from our vocabulary? Because it would really help me. And um, you were so on board, like you didn't care. Like it, it wasn't having maybe as negative impact on you. And so you were really flexible about being like, sure, what, yeah, what should we do? And so we decided to start, instead of asking what's for dinner, we would try to never ask each other that question. We would always, and, and I would ask that question too, right? Like we'd both ask right. that question. Um, but we would, we decided we'd never ask that question. Now we would only recommend dinner options. 
Yeah. And, and try to always recommend healthy options, obviously. Right. So it would be, hey, we've got this in the freezer and we've got that. What do you think about having this for dinner? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It eliminated so much of that moment, too, because, like, the, the moment where you make a bad choice, you know, at, like, 6.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. Right. Or a Friday. And you're like, I'm about to, like, suggest something really bad. And then the other person comes in and says, hey, we've got this in the freezer. How, like, let's have this for dinner. Yeah. And I think getting to, like, getting to that conversation earlier in the day was also really helpful as well um, to say, you know, because if it's 10 o'clock in the morning yeah, and you're saying, hey, tonight let's have X, Y, Z. You're typically in a good frame of mind. You're not super hungry. You're not tired. You're not stressed out. So you're able to suggest something good, healthy, wholesome for dinner. Make that plan. And it's locked in. Yeah. That decision's made. It's over. You don't have to deal with that. Whereas, like you said, at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night, after a stressful day at work, when you're tired and you don't want to cook and all that stuff, to say what's for dinner, right? Yeah. All, of, all of those options have been bad. Yeah. You've done a really good job of helping us with that, too. Like, you um, you work at home every day. Mm-hmm. I, I still, I'm back in the office now three days a week. And so um, it's been um, really helpful for you to be like, hey... I'm thinking we could have this for dinner and it's so helpful. You're right there. You'll pull out some salmon from the freezer. You'll make sure things are thawing. Um, you're an excellent cook. You, you've, you've taught me to cook. <laughs> I think we've figured it out together. We have. Yeah. And so now we, sometimes we love our meals better than we love going out. There've been multiple times I've been like, no, you make it better. And it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been great to have that plan to go to it early, to come up with a suggestion, because then you're not, you find yourself in a cycle and it's really natural where if you're asking the question, what are we going to have for dinner? And you're doing it late in the day on a day that you may not have been stressed at all. It may have been a fine day for you and you're feeling a little bit stronger. I've had a really stressful day. Mm -hmm. And then I come in with, with a really bad suggestion. And so you come along with me on my bad suggestion. And then a couple days later, I'm coming along with you on your bad suggestion. And with just eliminating that really helped us go a long ways. It really did. Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we would love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now. I think a lot of people might be interested in hearing where we are going on gap year. Um, That's kind of like where we started out on this journey. Um, Okay, so here's a list of, I say list because we're going to have to rattle through this real fast, but um, we just, let's just highlight some of the places that we're going. Yeah. Um, And I'm just going to kind of run through this list. And if you want to jump in on highlights on some of these places, um, we're going to hit up London again. Yep. Love London. Um, Bath, England, because we love Bath. That's so good. Um, Oxford. We're going to make a day trip to Oxford, England. Um, Stratford-upon-Avon. 
Why are we going there? Well, I'm excited to go hike the Cotswolds. Yes. And you kind of, I, I think we kind of figured that out together. I'd never even mm-hmm. known about it. And we started kind of looking. And one of the most peaceful things you can do is get on YouTube and watch somebody hike, watch their perspective as they hike through the Cotswolds. Oh, yeah. It's actually it's so calming. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I love it, too, because you can hike through people's fields. Yes. Which yeah, is so cool. Like that's, they allow... Um, easement there for people to pass through like that's part of the part of the law there that you people get to walk through and so just beautiful countryside can't wait to, to walk through there and then from there we go uh, through york we'll see york on our way to edinburgh yeah um we'll be in scotland for a little bit get to see st andrews before we head over to ireland uh, we'll do dublin and belfast and then we hop a plane to paris france uh will be incredible then we go on from paris into bruges yay and that's i know like if you listen to the secret season uh hillary and jessica went to bruges and that's a place that you promised yourself you'd go back to yes and we're really doing it and i get to show it to you which is so great yes i'm super excited uh, to see bruges that's going to be incredible we'll continue on from there to amsterdam We'll go to the city slash country of Luxembourg. Um, another, like, we loved seeing the Vatican, the smallest country in the world. This is in the top five, I think, yeah, smallest countries small. in the world. Mm-hmm. So uh, get to see Luxembourg. Uh, we'll go on to Strasbourg. Which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Will you pause for a second and just tell people about Strasbourg? Yeah. It's so right on the border. It's right on the border of France and Germany. Uh, so a lot of German influences in this uh, French town. It it looks like something out of like Beauty and the Beast or something like that. It does so exactly. Looks like a really charming little French city yeah. that we're super excited to be in. We'll yeah. be in and out of France so many. I feel like we weave through France so much. We do. But uh, from there on to Munich, Germany. And then uh, from Munich, we head to Czech Republic. And I'm super excited about that because I've never been. Neither one of us have ever been. No. Um, We are going to. I also found out that some of my family um, originated from there, which is so fun. Really cool. Um, So I need to look into that even more. We're going to go to Prague um, and uh, Chesky Krumlov. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, I'm looking forward to the food in the Czech Republic. And Americans seem to love it. I think. You and I have talked about this. I We think that people love the Czech Republic because it's really affordable. And right. you can kind of live like a king. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Uh, from there, we go into Austria. We'll do Hallstatt and Innsbruck in Austria before we make our way to Switzerland, uh, which is a, a bucket list destination for the both of us. Yeah. Uh, we'll be in Interlaken. Uh, where we'll explore the Lauterbrunnen Valley and do all the stuff there, hopefully go paragliding and all those yes. kinds of things. Uh, then I'm head... so looking forward to that. Like that is bucket, bucket, bucket list. Yeah, big time, big time excited about that. Uh, on into Zermatt, Switzerland, mm-hmm. and see the Matterhorn and do all of that. So I think that part alone is going to blow our minds, like the Swiss Alps and all of that will just be incredible. Yeah. Uh, Give a shout out to your coworker from Switzerland. Oh yeah, Hans. Uh, Hans. Hans Kroller is um, from Switzerland. And so I'll be 
hitting Hans up for all the all the good spots. But he, we've already talked a few times about Lauterbrunnen and and his time there, and it's just it sounds incredible. It's why it's on the list, quite frankly. Yeah. Right? Is you mm-hmm. kept learning more and more from him, and you're like, I think you start looking it up, and you're like, I think we'd really like this. Yeah. Yeah. Then we are back in France. Yep. Back to France. <laughs> we'll be in Lyon, uh, Bordeaux. Then um, we're kind of making our way to Spain at that right. point, and so then we'll hit up. Um, San Sebastian, Spain, which honestly, I feel like nobody's really heard much about that. Um, It's a really good foodie place. Yes. And it's on the ocean. Um, It's on the north part of um, Spain. Spain. And it does border on Spain and France, which is kind of interesting because the food has both influences of um, French and Spain and uh, France and Spain. And then, yeah, more Spain. Valencia and Barcelona and then back into France. Back into France again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which all of this is going to be really interesting with COVID, but um, the timing has just worked out really well for us. We're so grateful that all this back and forth into countries is looking like it'll be easier and easier. Things Um, seem to be lifting. So yeah, yeah, we're we're hoping for smooth sailing throughout. Yeah. So yeah, tell everybody a little bit about some of these France destinations because yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be back into France. We're going to Cannes, uh, which is in the French Riviera. So beaches and that that whole scene, which will be a different kind of vibe. And then from there, we go to Monte Carlo, um, which is another like tiny country uh, that we'll get to see um, from James Bond fame and all that, that we're super excited about. And then Monte Carlo, we go to another one of your favorite places. Yes. And another place I was like, I'm definitely going back there. Um, the Cinque Terre, it is, um, we talk about national parks, um, sometimes, and this is a national park of Italy and it is five cities on the coast of Italy. Um, we are going to hit them all up. Um, my sister and I, you can go back to our Italy episode with my sister and I, and you can, um, hear about our adventure there. We really were just there for a couple hours, but we learned so much about it. I was like, I really want to return and then hike those cities from, um, from, I say city, these little villages that a lot of them were only accessible by boat for um, years and years and years. Um, And so, yeah, we're going to hit those up. Um, Really excited about that. We're also going to go back to Milan. Yep. We're going to go see Papa Francesco and we're going to get that meal. (laughs) We're going to get the wheel of cheese. (laughs) We're going to flip off the tobacco (laughs) shop while we're there. Oh my gosh. You guys have to go back and listen to the Milan episode because it will make it so much more fun to hear how we got duped but we are gonna go back and not get duped yeah what's our redemption tour for milan yeah and then we're gonna go to lake como yeah Um, lake como in italy um it's one that we almost uh missed out on but like in our planning we were like oh we got to find a way to put it in so lake como then we go to venice and we're staying like in a palace in a palace in venice yeah Venice. so like hopefully that's as awesome as it Sounds. Sounds like it's going to be. The Airbnb we'll, looks pretty cool. Yeah. It is an Airbnb. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed and uh, you can find out. Uh, from there, we go on to Florence. Uh, then we'll, we're down to Naples. Italy uh, will be through Pompeii for like Ooh, a day so trip cool. from, yeah, from there uh, on into Sorrento, which is uh, the Amalfi Coast. So we'll explore the Amalfi um Capri, Positano, Amalfi, um, all of those places we'll explore from Sorrento. 
And then uh, we're making our way back to Rome. Yes, we loved Rome so much that we just couldn't not go back. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna go back there for two nights. Um, and you guys, all these plans could totally, totally change. Yeah, they might be completely different. Yeah. But that's at least what we intend to do right at now. At least we have a plan. Um, but uh, the other reason for going to Rome is because that's where we're going to hop a flight to Greece. Yeah. And that is a big, big bucket list. Yeah. So yeah, excited about that. Yeah. List thing. Um, we're going to go to Athens um, and then also hit up uh, Paros, which is an island that is maybe less traveled. Um, and we're trying to find one that is big enough to be enjoyable, but not. Um, too touristy. Um, right. But then we're still going to hit up things like Santorini, uh, Mykonos, um, going to see some of the stuff that you hear people always talking about. But um, Yeah, super excited about all of that. And then uh, from there, we actually fly back to London and then we fly back to uh, back to the U.S., pick up uh, Maggie, mm-hmm. Maggie Moodle, the golden doodle, and uh, load her up in our Airstream to do the U.S. part. Of our gap the year. U.S. tour, U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kicking it off with our friends, Jeremy and Casey Nelson. Yep, Jeremy and Casey will be there for the beginning of our trip. And we're doing it up big because we are hitting the Grand Tetons. Yep. Uh, first up, followed by Glacier National Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, we go up into Canada mm-hmm. uh, to see Banff. And then we head west. Yeah, um, we will. We go from Banff to Vancouver, which I have always thought Vancouver sounded like a great place to go. Um, and just the the little I know about it, um, we're gonna go to Seattle, Washington, Olympic National Park. You'll hear a lot of national parks on on this tour because we um, we have just really started to appreciate those. Yeah, um, we want to do a lot of hiking, a lot of mm-hmm. seal, a lot of national parks. Want to share that with everybody. So. Uh, We'll be in Olympic, and then we'll go down to Portland, Oregon. Um, Have always heard about Oregon and Washington in that area and really want to check it out. Crater Lake, uh, Bend, Oregon is another one that we'll hit up. Redwood National Park. Um, So the Redwoods in California. I've never been out there, seen that stuff. Really excited about it. On down to San Francisco, then the Big Sur area. Yeah, Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, Yosemite National Park. Uh, Yosemite is something that Mike, my dad always talked. My dad always talked about like Yellowstone and Yosemite and how incredible they were. So I'm really excited about seeing Yosemite. Then we'll head over into Utah in the Bryce Canyon, Zion National Park, Arches, um, Horseshoe Bend, all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get to see. Uh, from there, it's back into Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Um, Durango and Ouray have really stuck out to us. My brother lives mm-hmm. in Colorado. We're going to hit it up. Rocky Mountain National Park. And then we're going to kind of make our way across the country um, because it'll be fall. And we yeah. want to get to the northeast in the fall. So we're going to... weather. <laughs> we're going to make our way to the northeast. Um, also see a little bit of Nashville along the way, the Smoky Mountains. Um, um Acadia National Park is one of the parks we want to hit up. Um, I really wanted to go to Salem, Massachusetts. And so I'm like, I really would like to fit that in. So we'll see if if we're able to do that, too. And um, uh, Long Island, Shenandoah National Park. Um, uh, Let's see what else. We're going to be in Vermont. Yeah, we'll be up in Vermont. Uh, That'll be really cool. Like, get to see 
a lot of the the fall foliage and and all of that kind of stuff before we then head south um down to like north carolina south carolina area so like charlotte um, we'll go down to savannah like myrtle beach like savannah georgia and our plan from there is to go down into Florida and mm-hmm. uh, hit up Miami, um, hopefully the Florida Keys, if we can find a place um, to stay down there, <laughs> currently efforting that situation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going down to the Keys, which I think will just be incredible, like hanging out in the Florida Keys, something I've always wanted to do. Um, yeah, I think so, too. I, I'm very curious about the weather, too, because at this point it would be... Um, late fall and it it is hurricane season so kind of trying to like you know yeah. gap year is going to happen and it's going to happen during hurricane season too so <laughs> right. we're going to have to kind of figure figure all of that out but um we're not too worried about it um we're going to see a lot of the deep south too yeah we'll uh, go through other parts of florida into alabama uh, new orleans like we're going to help new orleans again we loved our time that we were there before probably at halloween yes which could be crazy yeah which could be insane so, so if if all of a sudden the episodes stop after uh right right after alabama you know that we went to new orleans during halloween and that's what happened <laughs> and we might not have come out alive <laughs> uh from there we're back into texas uh we'll hopefully get to see some family uh we'll be college station and then on to austin like we'll do hill country again mm-hmm. um back out to hopefully we'll be back in marfa yeah, we liked Marfa. We yeah. wouldn't mind hitting that up again. And um, and then kind of making our way into Arizona, Carlsbad Caverns, um, the Joshua Tree area. Yeah, back in California. Uh-huh. And back in California, San Diego, some of those um, places. We're obviously, like, moving pretty quickly, but we are trying to stay, like... Um, you know, five nights during the week and then a weekend somewhere. And so five nights and a weekend. And Yeah. So uh, really, we'll, we'll be moving a lot, but yeah. we want to see a lot. I mean, it is like it is one year that we're packing a lot into, but that's yeah. kind of been the plan. Yeah. L.A., uh, yeah, Vegas, LA, Grand Canyon. Yeah, to Vegas, then Grand Canyon. And then um, we'll be we'll wind up like uh, around uh, Santa Fe and then back into Oklahoma. Those are our plans as they sit right now. Uh-huh. Um, and the last this... three months are kind of open-ended. Yeah, and we'll kind of figure out, like, hey, what were some of our favorites, and let's go hit them up again. Yeah. Um, but those are those are our plans as they sit right now, all of this subject to to change depending on, uh, on what goes down. But we're really excited about it, really excited to share it with you and we'll be doing that for a few ways uh the the podcast will continue to release on a weekly basis uh by location we'll also be doing supporting videos um on our youtube channel so you can go check those out and keep up with us there again uh, by location release weekly and then for real-time updates uh you can do all of that on social media yeah so if you want to know where we are right right then and there Go check us out on social media. We'll be sharing that stuff sort of live as it happens. And then weekly, we'll uh, we'll give episodes based on each location. That'll drop just like the podcast, but with supporting videos over on YouTube. Yeah, these are some of the plans, like James said, subject to change. So, yeah. 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 So don't don't hold it to it. But uh, we're uh, 
that's what we're shooting for. That's that's our big plan. We're swinging for the fences and, and we're going for it. That's right. And this is a pretty big risk for mm-hmm. us, um, this whole idea of gap year. Um, so, yeah, it's just a pretty big risk. Yeah. So if you're just now discovering us, uh, make sure that you're locked in. Tell all your friends about it. Like we want to take you with us everywhere we go for our gap year. And we want to hear what's the riskiest life change that you've ever made. Um, Sometimes it takes a big risk to get a big reward to do something crazy. You got to do something crazy. And so what uh, what's that for you? What do you want to do? Yeah. Because uh, it's different for everyone. Yeah. So I'd be very interested to hear, like, what are what risk are other people taking in life, um, especially as we start seeing how short life is. And I think COVID has all taught us what's important for us yeah. in life. Um, you guys can um, follow some of the chaos that has ensued as we started planning for gap year. We were kind of started documenting it along the way. Um, you can, we'll be posting um, this week, we'll be posting uh, photos of the Airstream, us renovating it, um, the chaos of our apartment um, as yeah. we sell furniture, as we pack boxes. Um, there for a while, we also had all this Um, The cabinets from the Airstream were in the apartment because we took them off so we could paint them in the apartment because (laughs) it was so cold outside. Yeah. So we had wet paint inside our apartment. Oh, it was in the, like, imagine a white dog or no, I'm sorry. Imagine white, wet cabinets and a black furry, furry dog and trying (laughs) to make sure the never the two shall touch. Um, We also have weight loss pictures on our healthcare journey. Yep. We'll share some of those, too. So you can check all of that out on social media. Um, you've heard us say it. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can learn more at TravelFOMOPodcast.com. That's right. And if you would, please go out and uh, give us a five-star rating. Uh, also, subscribe. Share uh, share us where wherever you can. That helps us get the word out and uh, helps raise us in all those algorithms and all that stuff. Uh, So we really appreciate you listening and helping us out. Like it's, um, it's just crazy to think that people are actually following along with what we're going to do. And we're really excited to share it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, really gap year is all stemming from the idea that life is short. Wonder well. 